This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Saltbush Bills, Second Fight By Andrew Barton Patterson Read for LibriVox.org by Aaron Grassy Saltbush Bills, Second Fight The news came down on the castle ray, and went to the world at large that twenty thousand travelling sheep, with Saltbush Bill in charge, were drifting down from a dried-out run to ravage the castle ray. And the squatters swore when they heard the news, and wished they were well away, for the name and the fame of Saltbush Bill were over the countryside for the wonderful way that he fed his sheep and the dodges and tricks he tried. He would lose his way on a main-stock route and stray to the squatter's grass. He would come to a run with the boss away and swear he had leave to pass. And back of all and behind it all, as well the squatters knew, if he had to fight, he would fight all day, so long as his sheep got through. But this is the story of Stingy Smith, the owner of Hard Times Hill, and the way that he chanced on a fighting man to reckon with Saltbush Bill. Twas Stingy Smith on his stockyard sat, and prayed for an early spring, when he stared at the sight of a clean-shaved tramp who walked with jaunty swing. For a clean-shaved tramp with a jaunty walk a-swinging along the track is as rare a thing as a feathered frog on the desolate roads out back. So the tramp he made for the traveler's hut, and asked could he camp the night? But Stingy Smith had a bright idea, and he said to him, "'Can you fight?' "'Why, what's the game?' said the clean-shaved tramp, as he looked at him up and down. "'If you want a battle, get off that fence, and I'll kill you for half a crown. But, boss, you'd better not fight with me. It wouldn't be fair nor right. I'm Stiffner Joe, from the Rocks Brigade, and I killed a man in a fight. I served two years for it, fair and square.' And now I'm a trampin' back to look for a peaceful, quiet life away on the outside track. Oh, it's not myself, but a drover chap, said Stingy Smith with glee. A bullying fellow called Saltbush Bill, and you are the man for me. He's on the road with his hungry sheep, and he's certain to raise a row, for he's bullied the whole of Castlereagh till he's got them under cow. Just pick a quarrel and raise a fight and leather him good and hard, and I'll take good care that his wretched sheep don't wander a half a yard. It's a five-pound job if you belt him well. Do anything short of kill, for there isn't a beak on the castle ray will find you for Saltbush Bill. I'll take the job, said the fighting man, and hot as this cove appears, he'll stand no chance with a bloke like me what's lived on the game for years. For he's maybe learnt in a boxing school and sparred for a round or so, but I've fought all hands in a ten-foot ring each night in a traveling show. They earned a pound if they stayed three rounds, and they tried for it every night. In a ten-foot ring, oh, that's the game that teaches a bloke to fight. For they'd rush and clinch. It was Dublin rules, and we drew no color line. And they all tried hard for to earn the pound, but they got no pound of mine. If I saw no chance in the opening round, I'd slog at their wind and wait till an opening came. And it always came. And I settled him, sure as fate. 
left on the ribs and right on the jaw, and when the chance comes, make sure. And it's there a professional bloke like me gets home on an amateur. For it's my experience every day, and I make no doubt it's yours, that a third-class pro is an overmatch for the best of the amateurs. Oh, take your swag to the traveler's hut, said Smith, for you waste your breath. You've a first-class chance if you lose the fight of talking your man to death. I'll tell the cook you're to have your grub and see that you eat your fill and come to the scratch all fit and well to leather this saltbush bill. T'was saltbush bill and his traveling sheep were wending their weary way on the main stock route through the hard times run on their six-mile stage a day. And he strayed a mile from the main stock route and started to feed along. And when Stingy Smith came up, Bill said that the route was surveyed wrong, and he tried to prove that the sheep had rushed and strayed from their camp at night. But the fighting man, he kicked Bill's dog. And of course, that meant a fight. So they sparred and fought, and they shifted ground, and never a sound was heard but the thudding fists on their brawny ribs and the second's muttered word. Till the fighting man shot home his left on the ribs with a mighty clout, and his right flashed up with a half-arm blow, and Saltbush Bill went out. He fell face down and towards the blow, and their hearts with fear were filled, for he lay as still as a fallen tree, and they thought that he must be killed. So Stingy Smith and the fighting man, they lifted him from the ground and sent to home for a brandy flask, and they slowly fetched him round. But his head was bad, and his jaw was hurt. In fact, he could scarcely speak. So they let him spell till he got his wits, and he camped on the run a week, while the traveling sheep went here and there, wherever they liked to stray till Saltbush Bill was fit once more for the track to the Castle Ray. Then Stingy Smith, he wrote a note, and gave to the fighting man. Twas writ to the boss of the neighboring run, and thus the missive ran. The man with this is a fighting man, one stiffener Joe by name. He came near murdering Saltbush Bill, and I found it a costly game, but it's worth your while to employ the chap, for there isn't the slightest doubt you'll have no trouble from Saltbush Bill while this man hangs about. But an answer came by the next week's mail with news that might well appall. The man you sent with a note is not a fighting man at all. He has shaved his beard and has cut his hair, but I spotted him at a look. He is Tom Devine, who has worked for years for Saltbush Bill as cook. Bill coached him up in the fighting yarn and taught him the tale by rote. And they shammed to fight, and they got your grass, and divided your five-pound note. Twas a clean taken, and you'll find it wise. Twill save you a lot of pelf. When next you're hiring a fighting man, just fight him around yourself. And the teamsters out on the castle ray, when they meet with a week of rain, and the wagon sinks to its axle tree deep down in the black soil plain. When the bullocks wade in a sea of mud and strain at the load of wool, and the cattle dogs at the bullocks' heels are biting to make them pull, 
when the offside driver flays the team and curses them while he flogs, and the air is thick with the language used and the clamor of men and dogs. The teamsters say, as they pause to rest and moisten each hairy throat, they wish they could swear like Stingy Smith when he read that neighbor's note. End of poem.